0: And Welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Hamm. We got a lot of stuff on the docket today, including the Italians, not just their food. We're going to dissect the politics as well. PolitiFacts not dealing with facts. The New York Times, now it can be told in so hard And a school loans forgiveness update. But before we get to that, here is my lovely co-host, Vic Mattis of The Free Beacon. How are you doing, Vic?
1: Hello, Mary Catherine. I'm doing just fine. Had a a busy weekend, but kind of exciting for me. My my son's school had this fancy sort of fall dinner reception thing. You buy tickets for and you attend it. And on top of that, so Kate and I went to that, and I volunteered a shift at the bar.
0: Oh yes, which I think that bartender.
1: Yeah, well, I think that people could pay extra to say, oh, and you get to get a a drink served by me. Little do they know, because I'm sure none of them. No, that I wrote this book, but on vodka, but called vodka, by the way, but I did it and it was a lot of fun, but it is, I've, I did it last year. It's intense because yeah. the, the, the crowd comes in. I did a six thirty to seven thirty shift. People are still sort of bright eyed, but very thirsty. You know, they want to get yeah. their, they want to get started and it would come in waves, but it was just nonstop motion. So you're constantly getting people things, and it was a full bar. So, I mean, so oh, scotch, wow. rum, vodka, gin, and of, but of course, yours truly, I mean, I know how to make all the drinks.
0: He's got it under control. No, yeah, no, no, no. I, would be, I would be Googling on my phone. Just give me a second. Luckily, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a very fast Googler, so that that, that's That's right.
1: That's right. Well, somebody asked for vermouth. We, I said, I'd love to, but that would have really slowed down. The, uh, the serving of drinks because all of a sudden you open yourself up to Negronis, Old Fashions, Manhattans, mm-hmm. or whatever, and then it's just uh, you know. Then you next thing you know you need a stir and cocktail shakers. So we didn't even have stirs. So for the for the the highballs as we call them, right, gin and tonics, vodka sodas, I just eyeballed it about a third of the of of the liquor, and then the rest of it you fill up with a tonic or club soda or whatever it is, a couple of cranberry vodkas, a couple of madrasas, which is like a little orange and cranberry nice. and vodka, that going on. I would say one woman surprised me. She, she asked for a glass of neat scotch and we had some glenfiddich. And so I poured her neat scotch, but because it's neat, if you go to a restaurant or a bar, you ask for neat scotch, it's just going to be, you know, not right. a lot. I give her the standard sort of like pour that you would get at a bar for a a glass of neat scotch. And then she asked for more.
0: I was like, (laughs) wow, really? So I'm like, I'm
1: I'm not going to have, I'll do the third, a third of the glass. Okay. A third of your highball glass is now scotch. So she liked that. (laughs) One guy did reach over to help himself to some water, but that's generally a no, no. You know what I mean? Or no, he, he actually poured himself like from one of the spirits and you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't need that. Just, just wait. Okay. I know you're thirsty. Just wait, And one thing that I know that you never do, of course, is you never scoop the ice out with your glass,
0: hmm. right? Okay. because
1: that's a big deal because in case anything chips, then you gotta throw the whole thing out with the cold the ice the, is done. Yeah, yeah, they call burn the ice, they say it in the business. So I did that for an hour and I was sweating bullets because it's just you're not it's no heavy lifting, but it's just non-stop motion. Well, so
0: I feel like I would. I feel like I would want to be efficient with the drinks in that scenario, yes. but also want to be chatty, which is a hard balance. It it is a hard
1: balance. And I managed to do a little bit, but a lot of it was for me was just, what would you like? Great. One second. What would you like? Great. One second. Every now and then I'd make fun of somebody's drink order. But
0: I feel like if if I were to be a bartender, I'm more of a let me pour you a Guinness and talk about your problems kind (laughs) of.
1: Right. right. You're imagining like a very sleepy bar. Yeah, that's my- Three in the afternoon- you know, with just the, the regular bar flies in there, nothing to, I mean, because there, you know, there's some places, you ever go to these places in, in the district, these fancy bars, like the Columbia Room, and it takes a good like 10 minutes for the drink to right. get ready. You know, they got to do every little thing. And, you know, that's nice, but that was not the case. But that was, that, that wasn't,
0: that, that wasn't your service.
1: No, no, no. I was just in and out, but that was my weekend. How are you?
0: So I'm at home today, zooming in. And behind me is the famous Murphy bed. I don't
1: even see it. That's well, how good it is.
0: There's a ca- see that cabinet that's gonna yes. open up and become a bed. But we have not tried it. There has not been a moment of truth yet for whether this whole thing functions because we do not have a mattress yet that's on its way,
1: all right, and now I don't want you to have to reach over there and, and, and demonstrate because again, we don't have video yet,
0: no, but maybe I'll show you guys at
1: some point, so is it like a normal murphy bed like a drawbridge it comes down yes. or it, it doesn't pull out like a, a a filing cabinet?
0: no, 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 it just comes straight down <laughs> okay. straight down vertically, but we need to it, we need to have looks, a mattress for it, so that's on its way
1: it looks really nice
0: it it does not look bad so.
1: No, it blends perfectly. Is it a very specific mattress, or you can just get any standard sort just of get single double?
0: A queen mattress, but it does have oh. to be a certain weight, I guess, so that you don't spring back up into the Murphy <laughs> if you're too Oh, that's light. funny. It has
1: to be heavy enough. Yes.
0: You don't want those. You don't want that thing taking off and putting you back in there like like a Bugs Bunny cartoon.
1: Well, I was going to say that's a great sitcom. Yeah.
0: See.
1: <laughs> there Oof. she
0: goes. Sorry, Grandma
1: that 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 looks great though congratulations i assume great. you installed it yourself
0: we actually had help with that <laughs> we we outsourced that well we had somebody working on the house anyway so we we made it sort of part of a package deal can you help us <laughs> oh you said
1: while you're at it <laughs> yes. we got this little thing up here
0: just a just a small installation of several it turned hours out to be the, the at any bed. rate it's very done- nice And we will see when the when the mattress gets here if it functions properly. As you know, I live in this house with my whole family, Vic, and but we got a new roommate this week. I heard about this, and and
1: listeners are demanding to know what is going on.
0: Okay, so this is a scintillating stuff right here. (laughs) There is a spider in my sink bowl, in my room, in my double vanity in our master bathroom. Just
1: your typical house spider.
0: it's just tiny and i am not afraid of spiders at all i don't people are i know that other people have very different triggers than i do spiders don't bother me i don't love a big creepy one surprising me somewhere don't love that no but if he's little and i feel like he's you know doing his part for the household probably and honestly we're doing all this construction we might have disturbed his home in the attic where he had every right to be Uh and now he's showing up in my sink Anyways, very tiny. And so I was like, I had that split-second decision, like, am I going to just smush him? But then if I take a second to think about it, I'm like, I don't need to smush him. He's fine. He's fine.
1: You know what's funny? I don't actually, I used to, but like, Kate was into this, and now everybody's into that. If you find a spider, as opposed to other things, if you find a spider to try to just f- free it, or what you, you, you leave it, have you ever thought about just scooping it up and then
0: well so putting it out into the wilderness go, i was just gonna let him go about his business okay <sighs> i was like here just hang out i'm fine i'm gonna go mm-hmm. do, live my life you live your life and i thought he would just creep off to wherever it was that he stays but he has not left and it's been several days and so now you know every- <laughs> <laughs> then it got awkward because i was like Well, I definitely can't smush him now because we have a relationship. Like this is a, we're not, we're not friends per se, but I would say that we are friendly.
1: Have your, have your kids met the spider and also have, do they know about Charlotte's web?
0: (laughs) They haven't met the spider and I haven't read them Charlotte's web because I know I will cry a lot. Yes. So, so he just, he's sitting in there and I bring this up with my husband because now at this point I'm, You know, switching sinks to wash my face, and I'm I'm making sure I don't spit toothpaste on this poor thing because I don't want to send him down the. No, it's a it's a bad
1: way for the spider to go, covered in toothpaste.
0: And my husband says to me, he probably can't get out because it's a porcelain bowl, you know, and it's smooth. And I was like, oh, this this part of the spider physiognomy had not occurred to me. And I said, okay, well, that makes some sense. And then he says even more heartbreakingly, he might be starving to death in there. And I was like, well, we got to, I got to get him out then.
1: I think the next time you see him.
0: So I got to go rescue my friend. So this morning I was going to rescue my friend on the way out the door. And he rebuffed my attempt. <laughs> what? You, you
1: <laughs> was, tried to, what do you use? Like a Dixie cup? Just yeah, trying well, to scoop him up? I trying to
0: get, well, no, I, I can't do a cup because it's a curved bowl. Wow. So. I got to get like a, you know, an envelope or something to get him to crawl on. That was my plan. <laughs> and he didn't want any part of that envelope. He didn't want. They like want the it.
1: dampness. It's yeah, true. They like. That's enough. what they he's like.
0: He's little enough that I'm wary of like, I can't grab this sucker. I, I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm going to cripple him. And then he's going yes, yes. to so the uh, animal you might kingdom. break one
1: of its legs.
0: And then I'm really responsible for him. And what do I feed him? I don't know. So <laughs> I'm working on this. And I'm tempted to just say, Steve, deal with this and not in the like stereotypical wife way, which is like, eat a spider. Just like, I don't no, I don't want to. No. I'm not scared of it. But I it's, I tweeted about this and a lot of people misread it. Like, I'm scared of this. I'm not scared of this. No, you just want to do I'm something. I'm friends with the spider.
1: Humanitarian.
0: How dare they insult me this way? And But I don't apparently have the the persuasion skills to get the spider to come with me. So spider kidnapping is not my thing. And I need to improve those skills before I can get him outside where he can live a life that is no doubt far from his family that used to be in my attic, but has now been displaced by our new renovation.
1: My prediction is Steve will take care of it for you. And even if, don't ask any questions this and I'll just say, problem. Oh, it's gone. It's this gone is the now.
0: Problem, he'll be, right, yeah, uh, got problem it.
1: solved. Just leave it at that. <laughs> I was going, I, w- I went downstairs a couple of nights ago. I turn on the light in the basement and from the corner of my eye I see something giant just start Ooh. to jump and it was a spider cricket no.
0: okay so see those, those those immediate death sentence immediate. oh yes
1: it are, it's awful and now it's September right now we're going into September October those guys are now big and meaty and they're they got they got the camouflage like the spots on the legs no, the haunches they have awful. like they're they are awful and they have huge antennae that, you know, that lay out in front. They like it where it's dark and they, they like the darkness, dark and damp. but yep. but they jump in different directions.
0: No, they have no idea where they're going. They'll go right in your hair. Yeah, they'll they go care. right
1: into you. They'll go right into you and they're fast. And it was like, ugh. and I finally, I, I crushed it with, you know, it's amazing. The, the post office or whoever still will send you from time to time, these yellow pages. Yes. And, you know, and so I found one and that took care of it. But man, that was that Did was he, gross. I, I if mean, they're big and meaty. It's
0: gross. I wonder if you appreciated the the true relic that was the instrument of his death. Yeah, know. You know, <laughs> just like, right, right, right. He says, "Oh, that's ironic." <laughs> the thing and then, about those guys. <laughs> Think about those guys. And by the way, that is one where I will flee the room, right, and possibly the property. Oh, and make Steve <laughs> deal with it because he. We actually found some in a in a closet one time where the the water tank was, so it got oh. damp in there. Yeah, And I did one of those horror movie things where yeah. I wasn't looking inside the closet and I reached in to grab the knob that I was oh. and oh, no. I looked over and I see four of them with their big old legs up looking straight at me. And I Huge. screamed and I sprinted out of the house and I believe that Steve and I had just recently started dating and he was under the impression that I was a fairly tough person oh. and he's like what happened there? This very specific insect is not okay all with it.
1: All bets are off with the spider ki- crickets or the cave crickets, whatever you want to call it, because it's like, give me a cricket or give me a spider. But yeah. the hybrid is freaky.
0: It's awful. I've had, and I think this is why I'm okay with spiders, because I was exposed to the spider crickets so young <laughs> and I, all the time and I hated them. And the yeah. spiders, I'm just like, oh, you seem chill. But the, <laughs> the spider crickets, which, by the way, in our family, when we first had them in our Garage and basement, my parents did research to figure out what they were. And my mom found something in the library referring to them as hunchback crickets, which is another oh. name for them. <laughs> and my brother, who was three at the time, misnamed them hunch kickets. <laughs> and so in our family, they are called hunch kickets. And sometimes I accidentally use that word with real people who do not understand that. And at any rate, I hope our audience has enjoyed this appropriately spooky season like that journey right. into spider cricket territory That's
1: right. we we did this on purpose everything has a has a re, you know there's a reason to everything on this podcast i um, are like yeah, well oh right. wait a minute because it's already beginning to be halloween not even though it's not october yet and i don't do anything halloween-ish until october
0: yeah but it is in terms fall, of so house. we'll count it but it is we, we, we can, can do right. creepy things that's right. we can do creepy okay. things all the time all year <laughs> okay so Let's talk about the actual news. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. From the grocery store to the gas station, working families are getting hammered by rising prices. But instead of focusing on inflation,
1: Congress is pushing anti-innovation legislation that will impose more financial burdens on working people and seniors. Their misguided agenda could cost public pension plans $109 billion. Teachers, firefighters, and nurses would pay the heaviest price. Congress needs to focus on inflation
0: and leave American workers alone. News out of Italy, where the first woman prime minister has been elected, Georgia Maloney. Now, let me, let me just talk a little bit about consuming news. I was having a conversation with a friend who is well-versed in the news and fairly well-versed in international oh, affairs as both mm-hmm. of us are. And we're writing back and forth and saying, I don't know who to believe about what this person believes because our media is such an unreliable narrator about anyone who has, I don't know, any view on immigration other than, <laughs> other than Biden's. Yeah. and or so, on social
1: I, issues for that matter.
0: Yeah. So everyone becomes a fascist and you can't yep. trust their actual assessment of these people so i was i was digging around and i i think the the daily mail sort of did one of the better jobs the the british press of just giving you an idea of just what she was saying without just using the f word to start it says she's won over the italian public with her dogged campaign focusing on god country and family and now georgia maloney Maloney has the chance to forge the country in her own image after becoming its largest party, making her the presumptive prime minister of a right-wing coalition. She's an unmarried mother of one, and some of the the headlines have said the most right-wing prime minister since Mussolini. It's like, guys, I don't think that is actually instructing anyone as to the international affairs here. But
1: Uh, every everybody has been banding it out right they, they 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 throw out that term fascist like it's candy they give it you know what i mean they just give it out there and i think a lot of it is just if you disagree with somebody on anything they just say you're a fascist it doesn't actually mean they're not actually thinking in the actual terms of what that means i mean it's not like you know any of these people specifically Maloney, are, are talking about the power of the state in terms of collectivism or subsuming the individual will right. in the true definition of what fascism is, right? They're, they're just things that they don't like, which is which is pro-country as opposed to being pro-EU. I mean, I get it. She has a past, right? I mean, she was part of this you know, youth group that was a neo-fascist youth group, and she did say things that were somewhat kind to Mussolini, okay? But- Everybody, all these politicians have a past. I mean, Obama's mentors, Bill Ayers, the terrorists, Bernie Sanders, Honeymoon, <laughs> in the, in the Soviet Union, you know, remember yeah. Robert Byrd, yeah. right? Robert Byrd, that was of the, the late Democrat, was a, a former, I think he was a grand klaxon. Right. The question is now, right? What right. does she want to, what is she saying now? And what are her policies now? What does she want to do? And well, she's they- renounced the the sort of the fascist roots of the party, right? And she's. Promising to play nice with the European Union, largely because Italy needs the money,
0: and she also uh, so has, they're not well, going to leave.
1: It's not going to be a version of
0: she also. You know, she Brexit. also has su- supported support for Ukraine over Russia. The more controversial stuff in her current iteration is slamming the LGBT lobby. She is against abortions and and proposed. This is, I think, probably the most controversial proposed to blockade Libya to stop migrants crossing the Mediterranean, right. which, you know, has other sort of military implications. But I just would like like our press not to just graft all of our domestic considerations and caric- caricatures As onto just. everything, and that would help me to better understand who someone right. is. I'm I'm willing to hear the bad things about them, but I would also like to hear why Italy voted for this person.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, largely, you know, there's been this bubbling resentment, like in a lot of countries that feel like they're completely, you know, dependent on unelected bureaucrats in Brussels. And they're being governed by these policies and they have no power over them. And, you know, she taps into that. They're upset about corruption, high taxes, high electric bills. You know, natural gas, the, the cost of that. The draconian
0: and, shutdowns, which they were subject yeah, to. Yeah,
1: very draconian, if you remember. And and in terms of the cost of things, it's only going to get worse, obviously, because winter's coming and, and Putin is going to shut off the natural gas. And so I don't think there's that much she can do except for steadying the ship. I, you know, and you know, it's, not, it's not like she's, you know, yes, she has a strong position on, oh, traditional marriage, right? Mm. Or the one that on... Barack Obama
0: had in 2010. Yes, in yeah.
1: 2008, and, and that's right. <laughs> and also on illegal migration. Right. But she's not. She's not sending an army to Libya or well, to, to is, like.
0: You know, this is yeah. what several folks who understand these things a little better than than I do, and certainly much of the press has said. Like, look, the reporting on any one right of center from Europe should not be trusted in the U.S. Yeah. because it does not really convey what's happening here. And I also just. Even even when countries elect people that I think that I think are bad, that I might think are bad or disagree mm-hmm. with, I don't want to discount that there might be real reasons that they right. have done that. Yeah. That's and in funny. the case of Italy, the I think the lockdowns plus the immigration forces that they feel out of control and they feel like they were sort of kept under the thumb for the past two years. They've got all these fiscal concerns that are not getting solved, as you say, anytime soon. Yeah. Although it's, it might be progress just to have somebody who talks about fiscal concerns. Like, That's right. Like, That's right. Any, what's this restraint I've heard so much about? At any rate, I just don't think it. Ha- it does not help anyone's understanding. No, I mean, help. somebody
1: else on social media had mentioned that if Mitt Romney had been elected prime minister, become the next prime minister of italy they would still say the most right-wing government since mussolini Yeah, because everything by that standard i mean it's the same thing in germany you know you have the christian democrats and the social democrats but the christian democrats in germany are basically like the democrats in this country so i mean it's you know that idea you know i mean it's just insanely radical so everybody panicking over you know this new fascist government in you know in in the spirit of Mussolini again it's not like she's going into Libya or you know Abyssinia you know and reclaiming colonies this is not happening well and you know we what is also, it yeah
0: if, as, as you noted individuals but if we were also to judge the political parties of this country solely by their roots that would not feel oh, yeah. great for all of us either That's she right. has by the way minority coalition partners of an anti-immigrant party and a more mm-hmm. moderate uh forza italia which is headed by the former pm you'll remember silvio berlusconi so yeah there there are all sorts of forces that work here that will balance each other to some degree and some of this will be well what does this actually look like in practice
1: do you remember do you remember what berlusconi referred to as his sort of you know his 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 recreational activities shall we call them do you remember what he called them no. bunga bunga He called them Bunga Bunga. Bunga (laughs) Bunga. Yeah, that's I it's a great euphemism. But yes, the again, if you trace back certain parties, fine. But you know, you can go back to the Democratic Party and its history, you know, before 1865 and whatever. So (laughs) problematic. It's problematic. And I mean the brothers of Italy, the Sons of Yeah, the Brothers of Italy. Which was a splinter group from the Berlusconi group, but you know its emblem and its origins do come from those fascist roots. But I just get a kick out of him because it reminds me of the Sons of Italy. You know, the Sons of Italy. Those are, those are your local Italian oh, chapters. Sons of Italy. You don't want to get on their bad side. I'm just going to tell you that I had to deal with them once when I was working on a piece, and just let's just say, you know. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a
0: bit of a theme in this this episode of the podcast. Not that we don't always talk about a uh, trust in media, but. I came across this PolitiFact fact check, which is just, oh, man. just incredible. And it look, again, like I always say, I would like to be able to trust you guys. Like when I'm looking around for information on Maloney, I'd love to take your word for it, but I have to do a little more work than that because everyone is so, so bent on the yeah. sort of prevailing narrative that I can't figure out what's what. This is a great example. So fa- PolitiFact, which is, built to allegedly only check facts in a real, you know, it's real, just the facts, ma'am situation, Vic, tests the notion that here's, are you ready for it? Joe Biden quote has been secretly flying illegal immigrants into communities across the country in the middle of the night. It rates this mostly false. However, here's a paragraph from inside the fact check. The charter flights are not publicized and sometimes are done in the middle of the night to protect the confidentiality of those being transported and to guard against anyone who would interfere with the flights. Oh, I see. So he has been confidentially flying illegal immigrants into communities across the country in the middle of the night, but for the right reasons, Vic.
1: Let me get this straight. So Republicans say Biden is flying or conservatives are saying, oh, Biden's flying these migrants out in the middle of the night. And they're saying, no, that's not really true because it's being done for their safety. Yeah, that's not actually they're talking about two different things and they don't want to actually have to admit. And here's my question. Are they assuming that, oh, well, most people will just see our our, our name, our trusted and respected institution of politifact? And they'll see our pronouncement, which is mostly false, and then not have to get into it. They'll just see mostly false. So I guess it's not true that they're not being yeah, thrown out.
0: That's the general idea of PolitiFact. That's the animating idea of PolitiFact, is that they're just like, "Ah, you'll see the pants on fire and then you'll move along.
1: Do you think do you think they do this consciously or are they so in the tank that they don't realize they sound like idiots? It's a
0: good question. I think it Intentional? might be how could it not be a little bit consciously? How can how can they right? wrap your head around the idea that these secret flights in the middle of the night are not secret flights in the middle of the night because I like the guy doing the secret flights in the middle of the night. (laughs) Like it's not I swear to you if it were the other way around I would not be saying this is equally like a secret flight in the middle of the night is not a secret. It is! It is! You know
1: I mean that's the thing that's the question you want to ask is it you know are they not and they're saying no they are but here's why it's false (laughs) and it's because of context is it context I say? it's
0: it's because of god knows god knows <laughs> no it's right
1: up there with fact checking the babylon b
0: no this which is, they do well they do and and this is the thing with all of this stuff is the first the first media take is whatever thing republicans have pounced on pounced on is not happening and right. then it's like well i mean i guess it could be happening but it's for the right reasons and it's not very often and by the way Even when it is happening, it's actually good. So not only should you stop saying that, you should support it and celebrate it and also fund it. Cool? Cool?
1: Good. (laughs) That's it. That's only bad when the other side does. I mean, look, we say this all the time, but it's actually true. I mean, and nobody's talking about that. Nobody's exposing this, this uh, politifact absurdity, except here on getting hammered (laughs) and a few other select
0: sites. (laughs) You know, you know who really has hammered the fact checkers consistently? Is Mark Hemingway, actually. If you if you Google a little yeah. bit of Mark Hemingway and the fact checkers, mm-hmm. oh, that's, his, he, that's his he takes big, them yeah. to, to school. That is his
1: hobby horse. It's been his hobby horse for quite some time.
0: Yes. But it is worth it is worth getting into that. And like I, I will credit words too. They did call you can keep your doctor and in your insurance if you want the pull it effect lie of the year. So that's right. That one that one was that's that's a good call. Yeah. It's a good yeah. call, but often it's it's very bad. Well, I just talked about the progression of something that Republicans are pouncing on or conservatives are pouncing on. And we have another example of that in the New York Times this week. Oh, man. Are you ready for some Now it Can Be Told? Oh, this is a good one.
1: This was the most depressing thing you made me read.
0: Woo! The New York Times headline. More trans teens are choosing top surgery. Subhead. Small studies suggest that breast removal surgery improves transgender teenagers' well-being, but data is sparse some state leaders oppose such procedures for minors. So this is something that for what, a year and a half, two years, we've been told this doesn't happen. You guys are making, just like CRT, just like all the other, you're, you're making it up. These things aren't, these things aren't real. Minors don't get this kind of surgery. And even if they did, it'd be like under very, very, very close supervision and not just comes because some TikTok doc told them that they should. When in fact it turns out it is happening with minors, and even if the total numbers are not gigantic, those numbers are exploding. the mm-hmm. The procedure is surgical procedures for trans scenes are going up in popularity, and yeah, sure, there's not data, but also we hear it's probably very sciencey and good for them. It's like this this piece is is uh, is something else. But now it can be told that in fact there are not a small number of minors getting surgery and that's, and yeah. it is it is truly crazy to me that it is considered the elite acceptable establishment view that, that that having minors do this is not crazy
1: that's right you're the crazy one for thinking it's crazy
0: yeah yeah so
1: i mean again you mentioned CRT critical race theory and initially the pushback especially during the time of the 2021 gubernatorial campaign in Virginia with Glenn Youngkin and all these parents who were showing up at school board meetings up in arms about one thing or the other, and they were saying that it's the Republicans have ginned this up, right? It's, it's, right. It's, it's, if this, they're creating this moral panic. And it, in fact, it's not true. And by the way, if it is true, you're a racist for not supporting it. And by the way, what's wrong with uh, having it now? And it's, a, it's the same thing that's happening, yes. as you mentioned, with what they now call top surgery. Yes right? It's the, the breast removal is called top surgery. And what they do is just, they just move the goalposts. Yeah. So again, it's like, no, like that would be insane for, you know, for, for doctors to perform these surgeries on minors because, oh, by the way, they're doing it. And and you're transphobic for not thinking this is cool till so eventually what? Eight-year-olds right. or, you know, well, or where think, do you, think where one, does it end?
0: So they did a, this is partly a feature on this Dr. Gallagher, who is a uh, sort of very famous on tiktok and does a lot of influential content about these surgeries and it does i've watched some of it and it does give the impression not of a i mean it's tiktok so the medium has something to do with this but it does not give the impression of like a serious step in your identity process or something that you would think very hard about it gives the impression that this is this is a one-stop shop for solving all your problems that's that's the impression that she gives. She's quite proud of the work that she does. And one first, I would just, at the bare minimum, you need data about what this is doing to kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the New York Times admits there's not really much out there. But the presumption is that this is all A-OK because affirmation is the thing. Affirmation yeah. is the social good. And that's what's good for kids. And if you don't do that, you are crazy and transphobic and want them to commit suicide, which is... Un- an unfair and unscientific, dare I say, way to argue.
1: Right. You're th- you're the one who's threatening lives and endangering them by even questioning this. Oh. They're not the ones because they want to do whatever makes the kids happy. But, of course, what makes the kid happy today might not be what makes them happy a year from now because that, that's why they're kids. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of these kids who are, you know, they're, they're, they're changing and their body's going through changes. So they don't, might not feel comfortable. That is normal to not feel comfortable during this time. But what happens to them? I don't know when they enter their twenties, not forget about later on in life. What happens when they're in their twenties? I mean, and what has happened to them is largely irreversible and extremely harmful. And I think one doctor talked about, you know, largely we try to do it with, you know, 18 and 16. Okay, you know, I did one on a 13-year-old. I mean, and that's not going to be the end of it. It's going to be more than that. And I just think that, you know, they're not talking about the amount of counseling that's needed. What are the suicide rates for people who after they get this? We don't know. And the potential harm for this, I think it's just countless. Well, I, I see a guy... I've seen him twice now, just in our, in our neighborhood here at work, you know, regular looking guy probably works wherever, but he wears a t-shirt and I've seen him wear it twice now. The t-shirt says protect trans kids. Right. And I feel like I, you know, I don't, I don't probably, I don't want to get it cause it's going to make me nuts if I asked him about it. But you know, I, I want to know what that means. Does it mean, you know, protect them from meddling adults who won't let them have top surgery?
0: Right. Exactly. Well, that's the question is like, how, how, how do you help? The teens, right? That's yeah, that's the big question. so jesse single, who who studies pretty deeply these studies about mm-hmm. treatments of trans kids and is can be skeptical of treatment of them, but is in no way transphobic. He's come under a lot of fire because he's written about it in the Atlantic and been skeptical of the sort of goal right. of affirmation first and and what that does to treatment and how that sort of distorts how you mm-hmm. would treat. People in general, but especially minors. He points out that these some of these surgeons report a 0% regret rate, but they're not in touch with their patients. So so there's here's from the New York Times article. There's very few things in the world that have a 0% regret rate in chest surgery clinically. I've experienced that, said Dr. Joanna Olson Kennedy, the lead author of the study and medical director of the clinic in Los Angeles, which began offering surgeries in 2019. But the study had caveats. Most patients were surveyed less than two years after their surgeries, and nearly 30% could not be contacted or declined to participate. So, oops. She also, the reporter, and good for her, catches Dr. Gallagher saying, I can honestly say, I can say this honestly, I don't know of a single case of regret, Dr. Gallagher said in May, in the reporter. But one of her former top surgery patients, Grace lidinsky smith has been vocal about her detransition on social media and in news reports and dr gallagher is basically like oh yeah i feel like she called the office and i thought it was a hoax so <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not a serious treatment of how these folks feel after the fact no, no. and i think that a i'd like data b i'd like schools to be honest with parents mm-hmm. about this c i would like to listen to detransitioners about their experiences because i think they're really powerful stories and they're When you're doing things that are very hard to reverse or impossible to reverse, we should listen Mm -hmm. to people Mm -hmm. who've been through that. And all of those things make me radical.
1: (laughs) No, I agree. But good luck trying to find out what they feel, because I feel like they're going to be silenced. The the detransitioners, at least at this moment, but at some point there's going to be a lot of them out there who are then going to be turning to you know somewhere for recourse. You're going to say, "I was duped into this," or I. You know, I shouldn't have been given this power when I was a minor to make this decision because I, you know, now as an adult realized that was a mistake, but they can't do anything about it. And they're going to have to, I mean, there could be, you know, the legal implications for this. Right. Could be huge. I'll tell you what it was. I was really surprised by was I dared to go into the comment section of the New York Times. Dun, and dun, dun. Either, be, either because enough people on, on the right had read the story or- it's so radical that even among their readers, they didn't feel comfortable celebrating this. But I was really surprised by the pushback by a lot of the commenters for that piece. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a glimmer of hope or I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I saw, I saw a couple stories and they have, and have read stories in the past. of you know, and you can imagine uh, that this yeah. uh, for any parent, this is disorienting and, and a, a new experience, but there's a, there's tons of stories from, you know, died in died in the wool lefties who come upon this as an issue with their kids and perhaps they've uh, a lot of times they've gotten it from Instagram or TikTok it's been reinforced at school and then it's introduced to the parents when the train has long ago left the station and my concern is that if your kid needs mental health help let's start there and i know again that makes me radical presenting that first iteration to the kid and the parent would be where I'd like to start because a lot of kids do need help and they do need therapy and maybe the maybe the first thing we shouldn't do is assume this because gender dysphoria right. is actually a very small number of people and but,
1: everybody else seems to be doing changing their pronouns and changing how they want to be identified because it's a thing yeah among young kids especially, you know, among girls, this is, you know, and boys,
0: I guess. Also notes, you know, these, this doctor in particular is marketing medical procedures directly to children too young to understand their ramifications. I mean, that's, that's what TikTok docking is.
1: That's amazing. I don't know. I mean, I hope, I hope there'll be a reckoning.
0: Well, I think that the New York York Times, again, when, when this stuff makes it to the New York Times, it means it's been happening for a while. Now it can be told, just like with masks, As, just like with yep. learning loss, just like you know all the all the things that are conspiracy yeah. theories a year and a half ago. Speaking of which, I didn't have this mm-hmm. on our list, but there's a new paper out from JAMA Pediatrics that shows that there are trace amounts of mRNA vaccine in breast milk after you've gotten the vaccine. Oh, which, if you'll remember, that would get you banned or censored or possibly fired. If oh, you got by the suggesting that while you were breastfeeding to the vaccine. But now, now we can say, in fact, caution should be used when breastfeeding if you're getting the vaccine. So look at that, Vic.
1: I'm not even sure. Well, you know, I mean, again, when you're, when you're, you know, if when you're six months old, you can get it already anyway, directly. Yeah. So not worry and about And
0: you should, several things. times. Directly,
1: several times, if it's been more than two years, two months, I'm oh, for your fifth. We're definitely sixth, getting a
0: warning banner on this. Seventh episode. shot. I'm just just saying. Just saying. <laughs> All right. And then lastly in our news list this week, we have an update on the cost of the federal loan bail or the, the student loan bailout. Mm-hmm. As you'll remember, this has no congressional mandate there was no law was done pass. by executive order it's done by executive order ostensibly connected to some 9 11 era That's right. emergency interpreting it's and a deep also, interpretation
1: of the heroes act
0: yeah and also the covid emergency which is over but not really over because we need it to justify things like this at any rate this is from cbo congressional budget office after accounting for all the calculations here cbo estimates that the cost of the student loans will increase by about an additional 400 billion in present value as a result of the action canceling up to $10,000 of debt issued on or before June 30th, 2022. Oh, it's gonna be very expensive. That's the bottom line,
1: Vic. Does this count as you love to see it?
0: Uh, (laughs) You know what? CBO. I would have loved to see it before it happened, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nonetheless, yes, I am glad to have this information.
1: Once, once you once you take into account sort of the easing of the restrictions on the federal loans as well, a lot of analysts say this is closer to five hundred seventy billion dollars, <laughs> all within the all within you know the power of one man really because he pushed this without Congress. He was able to get through five hundred seventy billion dollars without Congress. That's I mean we're talking now. I mean it's that's all, kind of
0: it's shocking.
1: It kind is of shocking.
0: I'm being generous. And I don't know. I mean,
1: I, I I hope I hope it was worth it for Biden and his his, you know, the, his progressive allies, because, you know, obviously they get to say things like we get things done. But, you know, Obamacare was getting something done and it did not pan out for them and the Democrats in the midterms.
0: Well, and I still I still wonder how does one man abrogate a bunch of legally drawn up contracts yeah. and what can he not do if he's allowed to do that? Right. This is always my question. Like he can do anything he wants, just like the federal government doing the, you know, pegging the masks on planes to that tiny little nonsense part of a law and calling it decontamination or what have you. What can you not do if you can do those things? What can CDC not do if it can impose a moratorium on evictions on other people's property? Like what is the, what is the limiting factor in any of this?
1: No, exactly. I mean, I remember, you know, Trump, you know, used to complain about Obama and all the executive orders. And then Trump, to to a certain extent, obviously had his own executive orders. But it continues on now with Biden. And it, and this is the worst example of that. I mean, it's completely, you know, executive branch run amok. But again, if you look at these these polls, you know, where the economy is on the top of everybody's minds, I don't think that it's it's it, the student loan thing has gone over the way they expected it to. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you take into account things like, you know, the amount of money it's adding to inflation and, of course, the element of fairness, you know. And I think, I don't know, maybe my, most Americans maybe know or hopefully know that there's no such thing as a free lunch and they're not going to be, like, again, celebrating this as as some great moment, but he he really pulled it off and I think the Republicans... Job as long as they're not forced to talk about, you know, Dobbs and Trump, yeah they can focus on 570 billion dollars in addition to everything else that he added, like the, the, the Inflation Reduction Act that apparently is going to it help stop future hurricanes. Yeah. So <laughs> well, I mean, by the,
0: by the, and another thing, actually, we'll close with this. Right? Yeah, let's let's, uh, let's. All of our friends in Florida, please stay safe, uh, yes. and in the Gulf and wherever this is headed, because it looks pretty bad. Um, Probably not going to be great for fuel prices either, which will have cascading effects. But most of all, everybody stay safe. And can I ask my here's my here's my real conspiracy, Vic. Yes. Can I ask why can NASA punch an asteroid out of orbit and into outer space but cannot throw Hurricane Ian off course and send him back out into the ocean?
1: Yes, I would say whatever the solution is, it would not be as our former president suggested. Maybe drop a nuclear bomb, and you know it would dissipate it. It would just be this giant haze of radiation. You know that's not a good idea, too. But I appreciate this is,
0: most, this is my most controversial and least scientific opinion: is that we should have a way to blow up a to hurricane. Blow
1: up a hurricane?
0: Yes. Yeah. We just not, We just literally last night knocked an asteroid out somewhere else just punched Mm -hmm. it in its face via mathematics and science
1: it's unclear to me if how it changed its directory or broke it up but it did hit it it did hit it all it needs (laughs) now we just know if it's nuclear if it's nuclear tipped and you know maybe that would do it
0: i just feel like there's a way we haven't gotten there yet but there's got to be a way
1: you know what? You're you're like you're you're like the you're like the the, the advisor to the president in Independence Day. Uh, no, I a, have the I, I have, have the solution.
0: Michael, I'm the Michael Bay of podcasters. Yeah, yeah,
1: I have the, I, yeah, you're like I have a solution, Mr. President. We just drop a nuke on Houston. That'll Let's get go. rid of the ship. Okay.
0: I just I just think. Look, I think we have. I think we have the technology. We have demonstrated it. We're just using it in the wrong place.
1: Okay. Well, on that note, let's just say that I'll wrap up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis.
0: I am at MK Hammer on Twitter. I'm at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for indulging my theories about how to blow up hurricanes. Someday, someday, folks, I think we can get there. I think we're close. This has been a Nebulous Media podcast.